I'm never really going to understand God completely at all. And if you think you figured God out, you've probably made him way too small because he is incomprehensible. In fact, Isaiah the prophet said, truly, O God of Israel, our Savior, you work in mysterious ways. Maybe you've discovered that in your life, that it's almost like a mystery how he works and the things that he does. God himself says this in Isaiah, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. My thoughts higher than your thoughts. It's like we're never going to quite get it. And it's so interesting. In the Old Testament, many times he would ask his prophets to live out almost in their very life a parable of what he was doing or what he was going to do. He asked his prophet Hosea to marry a prostitute, a particular prostitute. He said, I want you to marry this woman because I want to show through your marriage how a faithful God loves an unfaithful people. And she was unfaithful to him. She ran around on him. He wasn't even sure any of his kids were his own kids. And yet he kept bringing this woman back and loving her and being there and caring for her. And God said, that's going to be my example to my wayward people. He asked Isaiah the prophet, we think of Isaiah as kind of a dignified prophet, what you don't realize, for three years he asked Isaiah to walk around completely buck naked. Did you know that? He said, I want you to demonstrate to my people what's going to happen in three years. They're going to be led away with their buttocks bared, the Bible says. And so he had Elijah, I mean, he had Isaiah walk around like that for three years. Luckily, he doesn't ask us to do that anymore, right? For everyone else's sake around us. But we're going to see this morning that he does ask us something kind of unusual. He asks us to begin this life of faith by personally acting out a parable, a principle, an acted out parable of what he does and who he is to us. And, and it's interesting. In fact, when Jesus came, he showed us that so many uh, uh, of the principles of God are counterintuitive to us. You know, culture would say, it's all about me. You better put me first. You better look out for number one, and we're number one, right? Nobody else is going to do it if you don't do it. And what God says is something that would be counterintuitive to that. In fact, Jesus in Mark 8, 34, then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. Really powerful words. In fact, all through the Bible, we see this counterintuitive kind of thing. He says, you want to rule? You want to be the greatest ruler? Then become servant of all. You want to be greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then become like this little tiny child that's so dependent upon their parent. You'd be dependent on me that way. You want to find strength and glory in your weaknesses and let me be strong through you. You want, you want to receive blessing, then you do that by giving. 
not by receiving. You give and you have a bigger blessing than if you received. And he says, I want you to start this journey into me by dipping under water, by being immersed under water. And we're like, that doesn't really make any sense to me. In my modern mind, I, I, I don't really get this. It seems that God wants to teach us from the very outset of our relationship with him that it's got to be his way or our way. And we, we move into this relationship by trusting all that he did for us on the cross. You see, he gave us this free gift as he died on the cross. He opened a doorway for us to have relationship with God, to be with God forever, to have a new life, to have our spirit come alive on the inside. But the very first public step of that that Jesus himself asked us to do is baptism. It's so interesting what Jesus said. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. It's, it, it's the great uh, command of Jesus. He said, Jesus said to his disciples, he said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey what I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. He said, I want you to go and teach them my principles. I want you to disciple them, and I want you to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The first sermon after the resurrection was by Peter himself, and he said to the people, he said, this Jesus whom you crucified, you didn't realize he was God, and he gave his life willingly. He didn't have to do that, but as you crucified him, he opened this doorway for you to know him, and as you step into what he did for you on the cross, it changes everything, and the Bible says this in Acts 2.37, when the people heard this, they were cut to the quick and cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent. Turn around from your ways of trying to do life and your ways of trying to earn God's favor and, and be baptized. So repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you and your children. And for all who are far off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them. He pleaded with them. Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. And those who accepted his message were baptized. And about three Thousand were added to that num their number that day. 3,000 people got baptized that day. It's this amazing, amazing thing that was going on in the New Testament, in the book of Acts. And God is still working in those same ways. So it's my great privilege this morning, after weeks of planning and weeks of 
praying to offer hundreds and hundreds of you in this service right now one of the greatest opportunities you're ever going to have. It's the very basic of the basics. It's the chance to be baptized. Now, we've been planning on having baptism for quite a while on this particular Sunday, but what you didn't realize is that you would be the one being baptized. We've locked the doors. (laughs) Can't get out yet. In fact, if you run out now, someone will baptize you, all right? But here's, here's the deal. You say, you mean sign up for baptism? No, I mean you came dry. You're going to leave dripping wet, baptized in Jesus' name. And I'm going to give every single one of you who hasn't had the chance to be biblically baptized the chance to do that today. And don't worry I'm going to get in with you. I'm not going to ask you to do something. I told you we're going to do these things tandem. I'm going to go out and get in the baptismal pool with you. We're going to do this together. And it's such an amazing thing that happens. You see, baptism is so simple. And it seems so confusing to our modern mind. We're like, why, God, would you have me do that? But it's telling a story. And God wants us to tell that story. And he says what it is, as as you go underwater, the word in the original language Greek of the New Testament, baptizo, it, it means to immerse underwater. And I know we come from a lot of different traditions and a lot of different ways of baptizing, but what we do at Community of Faith, we try to stay right in what the New Testament is teaching. And it says to take underwater because there's a symbol of that. It's that Jesus died and was buried, and then he was raised again. It also is a symbol that we were buried with him somehow in this death. We, when we step into what he did for us on the cross, our old life dies, and we become alive in our spirit. And as the water pours off of us, it's this amazing thing. So what happens is we'll go out to the baptismal pool today together and I will take you there and we will be out there and I will raise my hand and I will look at you and I will say it's my great privilege because you're obeying God with all your heart and you're stepping into this full out now this is whether you just came into relationship with Christ or maybe you've been a believer for 20 years or more but you've never been baptized It's my great privilege to baptize you, my brother or my sister, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried with Christ in baptism, and I'll take you under. And depending on the life you've lived, we might sing a few hymns while you're there. (laughs) No, we won't do that. (laughs) I did, we were baptizing not too long ago, and I took this guy under, and somebody, I think it was his dad, yelled, you need to leave him under there a while. No, it's not about that. It's the picture. And when you come up and the water pours off you and you should see, I mean, everybody's gathered around the pool and everybody's clapping and yelling and it's a celebration and it's raised to walk in a brand new life is what I say. Andy Speed is one of our, our, our members. He did this recently. Take a, take a listen to his story. 
know, both my parents are religious. Um, you know, my dad was, uh, was a Christ follower, still is. Um, so I grew up knowing a lot about the Bible, um, not necessarily understanding the fear of God rather than God is love. And uh, so, you know, we went to church, went to a number of different churches over the years. My mom wouldn't go. She would find a church that she liked and she wanted to stay there. My dad would, you know, pull up the roots and go somewhere else as soon as he felt led to. I'd just gotten involved in this youth group probably at about 12 years old. Small group, it was maybe 10 kids. Um, over the next few years, that grew to about 50. And, you know, it was one Wednesday. I just got, uh, got out of school. I was at my neighbor's house playing on the trampoline. And uh, my dad comes home, peeks over the fence, says, hey, we're going to church. You know, we're, we're late, hurry up. And instead of getting in to leave, I, I told him I needed to go get something. And I, I don't remember what it was. I did need to go get something. But the, the strange thing about it is as I was leaving my room, I, uh, I, I felt the need to wash my feet. There's no reason for me to take my shoes off at church, but I felt like I needed to go wash my feet, and so I did. And then, you know, I showed up to church that night and we, we sung and did whatever we did at the beginning. And then as our youth pastor came up to the front, he said, you know, I want to do something a little different tonight. I want to wash y'all's feet. Then uh, the next words that came out of his mouth were, you know, I thought about this all week long. I've prayed about it. And the person that I want to go first is Andy Speed. This is a room of 50 people. And, you know, I, I didn't know why he chose me, but he did. And I ended up actually giving my life to Christ that night. The next week came, it was Wednesday. I was on top of the world. At the end of the, the service the following week, um, we'd done the same thing where, where the pastor called the youths up to the, to the front. The pastor's wife stopped the music and for whatever reason, and just said, if you're gonna come up here like, like Andy did and be quiet, then don't even come. So I was done. It, it lasted a week. You know, there's nobody out there that really knows what it is to be Christ-like. I didn't. You know, I was looking to them to, to show me that. You know, I knew a lot about the Bible, but I didn't know what it was like to live Christ-like. And that was what I needed. And it was obvious I wasn't gonna get it. So, I mean, the next, see, I was 14 at the time, so, what, 16 years, you know, I, I lived, I would've called myself an agnostic. I was living for the world, you know, I was living for the next promotion. And that's all I knew. I mean, that's what I was good at. It's what I could succeed at. But the worst and best thing that ever could have happened to me happened. And that was I reached the top. You know, my, for my profession, I, I, I reached the top at, like, just before I was 27. You know, I had achieved everything that I was set out to do. And I was emptier than I had ever been. And it was, it was then that I realized that, you know, maybe I was wrong at 14. 
I started praying, started coming to church. I guess I'm a lot like my dad because we sat two rows from each other. So sure enough, he turned around and saw me the first week. It was the summer of 2015. You know, I'd reached the point that I knew it was time for me to get baptized. It was probably a little late. Pastor Mark had, had said that, you know, we're baptizing people today and we have everything that you need and I didn't. So we had, I was kind of kicking myself all week. Week number two comes around and again, my feet were like stuck to the cement. I, it wasn't gonna happen, I wasn't gonna do it. And I didn't and so week number three came around and during the service I decided that now's the time if they ask again he called for another week he said hey you know I feel like there's somebody here that needs to be baptized I felt like he was talking to me so my parents and I were leaving and we were walking out to the parking lot we and you know, I just, we were talking about where we were going to eat, and I, I just stopped. My parents, you know, moved on about 10, 15 feet, stopped, turned around, saw that I wasn't there, and said, what are you doing? I'm, I'm going to get baptized. We came back. Um, you know, I started walking around looking for somebody that, that worked here. It was Pastor Wes that was doing the baptism that day, and he said, Pastor Wes said something that I almost just dropped right there because I thought it was ironic and I was kind of laughing to myself that it was the youth pastor that baptized me. And he confirmed that they weren't scheduled to do baptism that weekend and that he was even running late that morning. But something in him told him that he needed to go back inside and get his board shorts because he was going to be baptizing somebody that day. It was me. I could list a thousand reasons of why I wasn't going to move. I needed one reason of why I would, and I'm so glad I took that step. It took me three weeks. I wouldn't recommend waiting. <laughs> it was uh, going back, I would have taken, taken that step. So let me ask you a question. Is baptism hard or is it easy? Yeah, some of you are wondering if it's hard or easy, right? I think the step is hard, but the act itself, no, it's easy. We're there together. It's just dipping underwater. If God had asked you to do something really hard, you would have done it, wouldn't you? If he had said, what I want you to do to show that you're gonna step into this relationship with me is I want you to, to, to climb Mount Everest. Some of you go, okay, let's go, I'm gonna go. If God had asked you to do something really difficult, but he says, no, I want you to do something that's maybe counterintuitive to your modern mind, but I'm asking you to do something. I want you to do it my way. And some of us are going like, well, I think I'm gonna figure out a different way because I don't like that way. But do you see what happens all of a sudden? From the very beginning, you're saying, no, I, I, I think I'm gonna do it my way. And God's going like, then there's no way. That's not the direction. 
That's not how it works. That's not, you know, we've, we've done a lot of things in the modern church to kind of water down baptism. That's kind of a pun intended, you know. But l- let me just kind of tell you uh, some of those things and see if you find your place there. Some of us, we've come from traditions that made it about joining a church or about um, you know stepping into some kind of denomination and getting a label so that you're baptized into some particular church. And some of you are thinking, you know, I, I, I don't know if I wanna be a member of community of faith yet. I, I haven't been here long enough to figure it out. I don't know if I, I wanna be a member. Let me tell you something really interesting. We're not sure we want you yet either, okay? So that's not how we do it at Community of Faith. What we do, we have a DNA class where you can learn about us. We have connection class where you can learn how to be connected to us. That's where you become a part of Community of Faith. That has nothing to do with baptism because we wanted to separate that out so that you're baptized into Jesus, not to any particular church. And that's what I'm asking you to do today. I'm not asking you to be baptized into community of faith, I'm asking you just to obey Jesus in that first step. Now, a lot of traditions have made it like kind of a optional step, you know? It's like, well, it's kind of a good thing to do, but Jesus never said that. He said, I want your first step into me to be baptism. And it's super clear in those verses that that I read today. And so we kind of have a, a... kind of a, a little fight going on. You know, if, if baptism is so easy, then I'm wondering why some of you look a little bunched up right now. Is it because, well, it's, I don't know, is it kind of embarrassing? Or is it, what is the, the situation? What is it that you're feeling? Because Jesus is saying, no, I just want you just to follow me. And I'm asking you to do it my way. Some of us were baptized as infants, as little babies. And one of the things about that, I think that's a beautiful symbol. It's a symbol that the priest or, or the, a symbol that your parents are saying, I want to raise this child up in the church. I want to raise this child up fearing God, loving God, caring about God. And that's a beautiful thing. But in the book of Acts where we see baptism. 27 times we see people being baptized. 27 times it's after they've stepped into a relationship with Christ and knew what they were doing. Now, as a little baby, that wasn't true of you. What I see baptism now for you, if you've been baptized as an infant, it's not rejecting that. It's bringing it full circle. It's saying, my parents said as a little baby, I dedicate you to God. That's why we do it a little differently here. We anoint the, the babies with oil to, to differentiate that and say, you're dedicated unto God because they would dedicate in the Bible babies and kings and priests and prophets to God by anointing them with oil. But when you say, I'm gonna step into it now, I'm choosing for myself to do this. That makes all the difference in the world. It's you choosing to take that step, and it's, it, it's such a big deal. It's, it, it makes all the difference in the world. Now, some of you are gonna go out there last night when we baptized, some people were so emotional. 
One lady was crying her heart out before she could ever, ever get it, even get in to the baptismal waters. I just had to hold her for a minute. But then she was baptized. It was beautiful. Some of you, maybe you're not that emotional. Maybe you're not going to feel anything in particular. It's not like the heavens necessarily open up. It, you know, I, it's just that you're obeying God. Sometimes when I obey God, it feels amazing. Sometimes when I obey God, it feels scary. Sometimes when I obey God, I don't feel anything, but I know I'm obeying him. And so it's that act of obedience. I remember baptizing one older fellow. I told some of you the story that um, he was wondering if he was going to feel anything. And we had been baptizing for a while and unfortunately gotten closer and closer to the side. And when I took him under, I slammed his head on the steps. And I was, oh, I, I realized that I slammed it pretty hard. And, and I was going to apologize when I pulled him up and say, I'm so sorry. And I pulled him up and he goes, I felt something under there. He goes, it was like a bright light, just boom, kind of exploded in my head. And I was like, well, God does work in mysterious ways, you know. I'll try not to do that to you, okay? But it was such an amazing thing that, that God, he, he does these things for us. I want you to meet a couple of people today. And there are volunteers. Laura's going to bring them up here. Grant and Derek Stager. They're brothers. And uh, they're going to be kind of our supermodels for today to show you how to do this. Okay. 15 and 11. I love this. And they're probably two of the most cerebral brothers that seriously that you're ever going to know. Um, Grant was not sure that God existed and he had been really trying to ponder all of that and thinking through all of that and wondering uh, if he believed in God at all and he went to student camp and really met God and so now he knows he exists and he says I want to step into this relationship with him. Derek at 11 I was asking him he said that it was the the Goldilocks conundrum that brought him to Christ and I was like wow I don't even think I know what that is and he said you know, he said the way that the earth is tilted and just the way it's like perfectly balanced and it's not too hot and it's not too cold. And I began to realize that only a God in heaven could do that. And I decided I wanted to know him and I'm stepping into that. And I was like, wow, that's good stuff. So these guys are gonna show you the practical, because some of you have some real practical um, worries right now like you're worried like I can't get baptized in this I mean it might be see-through or something you know and I go under the water I want you to know we have a packet for you we have a packet for ladies and a packet for men and it's got everything it's got a t-shirt like these guys have got on I thank you yeah good job also uh, I tell you Derek shy I forgot to mention <laughs> that and uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah he said he was, he was kissing his arms. What would what'd you call him? Mustang and Sally. Mustang and Sally. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Mustang and Sally. He's got going. Here's the deal. We've got this for you out there. We've got a place for you to change. It's, if you just step out there in our old worship room, it's right off uh, to the left-hand side when you get in the lobby. There's all these little changing stations where it's just private, just for you. And some of you are going like, yeah, but uh, you know, I, I, what, about, what about all my stuff? We have constables and they have guns and they're gonna guard your stuff. 
Some of you are going like, well, what about my kids? Just leave your kids here till next week if you want to. <laughs> this is about you. No, you can bring them out there to see you if you want. We're not gonna baptize little babies because we just talked about that. And any children that wanna be baptized that are under about age nine or 10, um, our children's staff will wanna talk with them and make sure that they understand everything. Some of you are going like, well, you don't know, my hair gets so frizzy when it gets dipped underwater and it's humid, you know? It's like, remember, you can do this. Jesus went to the cross for you and he wasn't worried about that, right? And you can take this first step of obedience. It's so important that we obey. I'm gonna let these guys go with Laura and head out there and we're gonna baptize them in just a minute. You're gonna see it on the big screen as, as uh, we do this because they're gonna show you how to do it. Give these guys a hand again. I'm so proud of them. <laughs> Philip was one of Jesus' disciples and he was with a guy in a chariot telling him about Jesus and the guy said, I want to step into this and then they drove past this little puddle of water almost and he goes, look, there's water. He goes, what's stopping me from getting baptized? And Stephen said, uh, Philip said, nothing, nothing. I want you to step into this right now. And they went and did it. I think there are actually hundreds of us here that have never been baptized like that. Some of you have been believers for a really long time. And I know that it takes some humility to do this because some of you are stronger believers. You know, you know more about the Bible and you know more about God than even I do but you've never been biblically baptized. And God's pulling at you right now. I'm gonna ask you to step out and, and, and kind of lead the way. Some of you have just come into this relationship in the last year or so, and some in the last few weeks, and you need to step out and do this. This is to put us into the place where God can do all that he wants to do in our life because we've obeyed him in every area. And it's so important that we do this together. And I know you're scared. And I know that, you know, that, that you're gonna be kind of like Andy and think, oh, I think, oh, if I can just, and some of you are going, I just need to pray about it. Let me just tell you something. When the Bible's really as clear as it is on this, you don't even need to pray about it. You do it. You know, you're not praying, am I gonna murder my wife on the way home because you know thou shalt not murder, right? Well, some of you might be thinking about it, but you're not gonna do it. And here's the deal. That's because it's clear in there. This is clear. Believe and be baptized. 